This episode is brought to you exclusively by Curex, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market. This means that at running stores, they sell more Curex insoles than any other brand, and with good reason. Curex insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How are you doing, Sarah? Good. You look very smiley today, Dimity. I am very smiley. We're headed into the Labor Day weekend, if we must know. So it's been a nice, uh, it's always nice to kind of anticipate a little bit longer uh, weekend. Although (laughs) I'll be training a lot. So it's not like it's like going to be super restful. (laughs) No rest for the weary. But uh, you had a big weekend last weekend, didn't you? I did. I did. I did my, um, it was called the Boulder Sunset. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. Um, So it was the Olympic distance of the aqua bike for those of you following along. And so um, I'm going to be doing a little bit longer race at the end of September. And then this, and then we'll stop talking about the aqua bike. Um, But this was a 1500 meter swim and then like a 26 mile 26.4 26.4 mile bike, I believe. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, it went really well. I mean, I, you know, I was like trying to think of things. The thing about it is, is when a race goes really well, it's not really as fun to talk about, right? Cause it's not <laughs> like there's a lot of, <laughs> you know, funny stories about, you know, having to run to the porta potty or getting a flat tire or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing, um, that was, so the swim was, was good. Um, so I started aggressively, which is what I was supposed to do and what mm-hmm. uh, we planned on doing. And I was kind of with a pack of like four swimmers and kind of in my head, like, should I try to stay with them? Because, you know, if you stay on their feet, if you, you know, stay, swim in the slipstream behind them, kind of uh-huh. in the bubbles, uh-huh. it's kind of like drafting on a bike. You get some yeah. free speed or, or yeah. it's not as much effort. Yeah. Um, but of course I got in the like, oh, maybe they're too fast. I don't know if I should try to stay with them. And as I'm going back and forth, literally this person, I swear, they like must have like just sighted right for me and swam over the top of me, like <laughs> squarely over the top of me. And I have never had that happen before. Like certainly I've been kicked and touched and, you know, uh-huh. punched, you know, all, all, you know, accidentally. And I don't think yeah. this person was obviously gunning for me, but that kind of took my breath away a little bit. I had to uh-huh. kind of, I'm like, you know what, that kind of, and it threw off my rhythm and I was like, okay, I want some space. I don't want to be near these four swimmers now. <laughs> Used to be three, now it's four. Um, and and the other thing is that um, the if anyone has ever swam at the Boulder Reservoir in the morning, like you literally go straight into the sun at the very mm. first. So that's trying tough. to sight yeah, that's was, tough. yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't even, you couldn't even see the buoy like standing on the shoreline, the first buoy mm-hmm. to look for. So kind of looking to my, you know, breathe it because I breathe to my right when I swim. So mm-hmm. I'd see the kayaks out there and then I could you could see a jet ski with like his arm out like he was like, a, um, you know, air traffic controller, like <laughs> telling the plane kind of where to go. Uh-huh. So, so I was looking for him or looked, you know, that was helpful. And then once I got around the buoys and kind of got the sun to my back, I mean, it was fine. It was, it, you know, it was good. I pushed, I pushed, did I push his heart? It's, it's really hard for me to try to go fast in the water. Like, mm-hmm. I just really feel like I, it's kind of like my running speed. Like I just am really good at one cadence, mm-hmm. one, you know, trying to get my arms to turn over faster. Like 
they just, mm. I mean, they do, they do with a lot of effort, but it's a lot of effort. So <laughs> anyway. Funny how races are a lot of effort. <laughs> how that works. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, so I got out of the water, felt good, ran, ran out of the water, like mm-hmm. t- truly like lifted my feet up. Like that was big. I ran all the way up the, you know, up the sidewalk to my bike again. That was, um, that was something I didn't do the first time in my mm-hmm. other aqua bike. And then I got there and the woman that I was talking to earlier that I'd racked my bike next to, she um, was also an aqua biker and has a daughter uh, that runs for the Naval Academy. Oh. So we were talking about that and um, and her bike was gone. And I was like, oh God, you know, like how, you know, I mean, she was kind of lamenting how she doesn't like to swim. And I'm like, well, if you don't like to swim, you're a pretty fast swimmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But oh. anyway, so I just got on my bike. I knew that the um, first 10 miles out of town, I looked at the course again, like the, um, Jen and Liz um, request that you kind of look at the course and make a plan, which is again, mm-hmm. way more prep than I usually do. <laughs> and so, um, I knew that the first 10 miles would be climbing, you know, not, not, you know, straight up mountain climbing, but climbing out of Boulder, just a gradual climb. And, um, and I did well there. I knew my heart rate was going to be high because I was coming off the swim and I was climbing, mm-hmm. had to eat, um, you know, took some goo, a goo and some water or noon actually, uh-huh. Um, I had one water bottle and one noon and I drank, mostly drank the noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then just settled in and just decided like, okay. And I kind of knew where my heart rate zones I wanted to be, um, because I don't have, um, you know, a bike computer on my mm-hmm. bike, which I'm actually glad about. I don't know how fast I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, how many Watts I'm putting out, um, when mm-hmm. I'm outside inside I do, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so, and it went well, I, pa- and I ended up passing, the naval mom. So uh-huh. that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said uh, good job to her. And I mean, other than that, you know, you just, I just settled in and I just was like, I really just tried to stay engaged. Good. Like even going back in the, going back to the swim, uh, what I do sometimes is take like 10 strokes for people, you know, oh, um, to kind of nice. keep, you know, people do that with miles and running, yeah, sure. right? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, here's 10 strokes for Grant. Here's 10 strokes for Ben. Here's 10 strokes for Amelia. I'm like, here's 10 strokes for banjo. And then I started thinking about banjo and I was like, no, you're not thinking about banjo. You're just taking 10 strokes okay. for him. Okay. And, and we should mention banjo is one of your two dogs. <laughs> the dogs. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Keeps my life interesting these days. So, um, and same with the bike. I didn't, I didn't count as much on the bike, but um, just was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. How can I go faster? Like Liz had given me some tips to kind of, especially when I'm descending, kind of hug my knees into my bike a little bit more and kind of melt into the front frame, you know, I mean, you know, but it's just, it's, you know, I don't know if I actually really did that, but (laughs) it just, it gave you something to think about and like, you know, keeping power on my pedals all the time, even when I'm Mm -hmm. going downhill. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I bought the really swim, you know, last time the girl brought the helmet in the, in the case, I didn't get a case this time. (laughs) I didn't, I mean, my helmet didn't come in the case, but I did upgrade my helmet after, you know, doing a little research on um, on more aerodynamic helmets because mine was a little. Uh, first of all, it was very very old. It was like over ten years old, which uh-huh. you need to replace your helmets just um, as a little FYI there. Yeah, um, just because. Yeah, because the safety and materials. Yeah, they exactly de- they degrade. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I I posted on Instagram when I bought it, and a lot of people actually chimed in about how important it is to 
to change your helmet and, and I mean, even write in it when you buy it. Um, so the one I bought is very, uh, I don't know if it's more aerodynamic. I don't notice it at all. So I guess that's a win. <laughs> I don't feel hot in it. I don't really notice it. So that was uh-huh. good. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I finished up. I, we, you know, I did the Olympic course. There was also a sprint course um, going on at the same time. So that was kind of nice for my competitive um juju because um we, we merged <laughs> yeah, right? oh, the nice. and then, uh-huh. so then all these people that um were coming around all of a sudden i had a lot more people to pass or to try Ooh, to pass. Good, good. so that was that kind of gave me um little incentives to just pick people yeah. off um yeah and then i just i you know and, and and when we were getting into the swim um they said you know you do not need to run to the finish line so, so they're like your time stops as soon as you dismount your bike so oh. Oh. i dismounted my bike Walked it in, um, hung out for a while. I think, you know, I changed into like, got out of my bike shoes and put my helmet away and all this stuff. And uh, and then I was like, but how do they know? Like, and then I was like, oh, and then I didn't get a medal. I don't get to cross the finish line. So I like, I'm like, how do they even know that I'm here? Like, I don't know. It just felt a little weird. So I walked out to the, it was right by, you know, the, the run, the finish line was close to where you rack your bike. So uh-huh. I walked out and I just asked one of the race volunteers, I was like, how do I, you know, get a medal? And she's like, oh, you just have to go, you know, go run through the finish line. You get a picture too. Oh, so uh-huh. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I, I had this time instead of having my um, Topo recovery shoes on, I had my UFO uh, slides on, or not slides, flip flops. <laughs> so, uh, so I just uh, ran across the finish line in those this time. So. Yes. Anyway. And okay. But you are sandbagging. You are saving the big news for last. I, yes. I, I, I got on the podium, which was great. I am not, I'm not sandbagging. I'm not trying to do that. Um, oh. I did. I finished uh, third out of all, all the women. Um, now, granted, I just because I have to, there always, there's a little bit of a caveat. Again, we know that it's a trendy, growing sport. We know that Aquabike <laughs> is, you know, kind of bust right up out. pickleball, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The Kardashians are going to start doing it soon. So um, so it'll be everywhere. But um, I think there were like 23 people total. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not sure how many were actually, how many female and males there were. But I, but I mean, the two women that beat me were legit you know they are bolder athletes or you know they like very typical colorado athletes um it was so funny this is a little sidebar but uh one of the woman that won the sprint uh the sprint triathlon um probably 40 to 45 i think that age group um got up on the top podium step with her like three children <laughs> was oh, boy. Like, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like very very uh very a bammer for sure strong yeah, bammer yeah. um but anyway yeah so i came in i came in third overall women and um that was really great and uh yeah and i beat all everybody but one guy so i know um, so you're fourth overall in the entire race fourth yeah. away yep yeah, that's that's how you uh <laughs> that's how you throw that up there in case yeah, you're wondering yeah. i i loved on the picture on instagram so that the they actually had a podium so that the first one was t- the tallest podium and then the, you know the silver was the second and the th- uh third was the lowest yet you are still taller than the <laughs> woman standing on the first place podium <laughs> i know i know well and then that was funny i noticed that and then the other thing was that um you know, I mean, again, like it's a small, smallish race, you know, but like, I'm like, everyone else like puts their arms up in the air and like holds their things. And I'm like, oh, let's put our arms around each other. Like, aren't we a fun little fan? Like, I'm like, <laughs> they're like, 
get this kumbaya lady out of here. I know, I know. Like, I just beat her. Why does she want to hug me? Actually, well, the first, the, the lady on the top podium um, did give me a hug. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe we're, you know, maybe we're friends now. But I didn't, didn't get her number. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, and who are you on Instagram? Let's... <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. It was very exciting to, to, you know, I learned it from Instagram myself. So that was exciting. To see. Thank you. Thank you. It was yeah, a good yeah. day. Good day. Yeah, couple yeah. more, couple more weeks to go and then and then we'll stop uh well i i'm ready i'm not ready for a break but i'm ready for um i'm ready for like a conclusion to at least this chapter you know <laughs> you're ready so. for this season to wrap up the season yes exactly exactly <laughs> all right well we have avid runner margaret wanting to keep injuries at bay hi sarah and Jimmy. this is margaret calling from cape elizabeth maine I've listened to your show for years now, and I am wondering, I am not training for anything. I love to run like six to eight miles during the week a couple times, and then a longer run like 10 to 12 miles on a weekend day. And I'm just wondering, I feel like a few like niggles pop up that I'm not used to having, and I'm wondering if I should be switching up my runs so they're not like the same pace and same kind of route on the roads, if I should be doing like one of those weekday runs as a speed workout or something like that, just to use different muscles and try to keep um, injuries at bay. Thank you. And I love the show so much. Ooh, Margaret, we are cut from the same cloth. I have to say Margaret used to be my middle name. So maybe that's before I got married. So maybe that's it. Um, So I too, quote, just love to run and I'm not training for anything. And we have similar mileage, although my weekday runs are about six miles and weekday one weekend ones are eight to 10. So the three things that I credit to keeping my injuries at bay is I foam roll nearly every morning. I do dynamic drills post run that I kind of probably talk about far too much on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I strength train, um, two hours a week. I strength train, um, twice a week for an hour. So, um, yeah, those are, that's what I do with that kind of mainframe of running to, to keep me, you know, not limping down the stairs and, and, you know, away from APTs. So what are, what are your thoughts, Tim? I mean, I think that's really smart, right? Um, I think, you know, foam rolling is awesome. Staying strong is, is the second stool, the second leg on that stool. And mm-hmm. um, and the third one is, um, you know, making sure that you're properly warmed up and cooled down um, at the beginning and end of a run. So I think you've got it there, Sarah. I mean, I don't, you know, if, if she has niggles, like I would say that might just be, you know, her body just talking to her a little bit. And I mean, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that she needs to go faster. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we can talk about that in a second, but I mean, other things that she can do to switch it up that might, that without going faster are um, things like maybe going on a trail run every once in a while that would, you know, change up the muscles that you use and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, slightly and just um, call in more your stabilizing muscles, which Mm -hmm. might, actually just put those niggles away. Mm -hmm. Um, She can cross train a little bit. I mean, I know she likes to run a lot and I understand that, but making sure that she, you know, she does get something that feels like she shouldn't push, you know, maybe get on a bike or get in the pool or the elliptical or something like that for a little break. Yeah. I do have to say that 
Um, I, I, the years all blend together, but there was definitely a time where I was running six days a week just because I liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was when, you know, I would kind of limp when I walked downstairs, sometimes people who would see me, you know, like walk up to them so that they could kind of see me coming. They'd be like, Oh, is something wrong. Why are you limping? And I'm like, huh? You think I'm limping? <laughs> I totally, you know, I totally remember seeing you, uh, walking towards me. It might have been like the Salt Lake City Airport or something. It was when you're in, going... in Tennessee. It was in Nashville. I remember oh. that. <laughs> I mean, you know, that you were walking the way that I walked when I had like a stress fracture and I didn't, wasn't in a boot. And I was like, and you're like, oh, I just got off the airplane. Doesn't this yeah. happen to you? And I'm like... No, not really. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so you kind of just get used to being hinky, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, um, so it is good to listen to those things, you know, those little niggles and to mix things up, like you said, that's a great suggestion. So, and Dim, let's address this, a specific part of Margaret's question. Would, would switching up her pace once a week help her sidestep injury? In my experience, it's, you know, speed work is sometimes what brings on an injury. Yeah, I don't think switching up your pace is a bad idea. I think um, making speed work um, very rigid and um, and not building into it is where you, people get hurt. So mm. um, rigid means, you know, okay, I want to go, um, I want to run a four-hour marathon. And this means that I've got to run my 800s at this pace. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go do everything to make sure that I run these 800s at this pace, even though my back hurts, my knee hurts, whatever. Like mm -hmm. that's that's typically when people get hurt is when they get hung up on trying to run faster without letting their body and their effort be the guide and let their oh. GPS be the guide. That's oh. my take on things. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And so and so if she doesn't do speed work now, I mean, some of the things that Margaret, you could do is put in fartlets. We like mm -hmm. to say fartlets, <laughs> uh, svenska around you. Um, you know, so that's that's just, you know, everyone's like, as, you know, a speed play, uh, uh -huh. you know, putting, putting that out, that a little like, you know, demont, what is it called? The, the comma, the demont, uh, not, explanatory not. explanatory oh. comma yeah the explanatory <laughs> comma i just heard i would just listen to um a code switch podcast about the explanatory comma that's why <laughs> i wanted to use it i needed to use that anyway so fart lack people you know it's it's speed play but it's it's supposed to be play right so like mm -hmm. it's not like i'm gonna go do 10 by one minute intervals i'm gonna go and um when i see a green car i'm gonna run fast for 30 seconds yeah, or that's fun. yeah or i'm gonna run up this hill and then I'll walk down the other side or I'll, you know, every other telephone pole for five minutes or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, just kind of how the spirit, how the Swedish spirit pulls at you. That's one <laughs> way to do it, I think is good. Um, and then, like I said, I feel like switching it up is also good. Just trail running, um, hitting the hills, especially um, hilly routes, uh, uphill really forces you to run in the form that is most beneficial like it oh. kind of forces you to run it with good form because just because you got a little lean you're taking mm -hmm. smaller steps you use your arms um mm -hmm. stand tall all that kind of stuff so you know mm -hmm. margaret if you have hilly roots around you maybe that's a way to switch it up as well mm -hmm. um and making sure that you throw those in every once in a while and there's nothing wrong with putting in some tempo stuff if that's interesting to you but if that's like that draws away from the love of your running then i would say i don't mm -hmm. think that that's the injury part. I don't think that that's going to stop the injury. I think mm -hmm. listening to your body is going to stop the injury. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like she's already doing that. So I think she's, she's, uh, you know, setting herself up, um, to really sidestep well. injury. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Thanks to our friends at Curex for being the sole sponsor of this episode. 
Follow our lead and swap out the flimsy, factory-installed sock liners in your running shoes for a pair of customizable Curex insoles. Your feet and body will be glad you did. Curex insoles are the top-selling brand of insoles at running stores. In fact, our graphic designer Rebecca, an avid trail-running mother runner, learned about Curex Run Pro insoles from the folks at her local running store. She was complaining of a few foot issues, and their solution, now hers, are Curex Run Pro insoles. She's been running pain-free ever since. As I said, Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customizable, and they provide dynamic arch support. You see, insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro insoles have flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. My high arches appreciate the high profile. Since starting to run with Curex Run Pro insoles two years ago, I've been injury-free despite keeping up my same mileage. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us, AMR15. So here is Mel seeking advice about cycling by heart rate. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Mel Tolke in Whitefish, Montana. I yelled at Dimity out the window of my minivan last summer when she was getting ice cream with her family. I have been running by heart rate for years, and I was wondering about trying it on the bike. I am an an experienced cyclist and thought I'd give it a try, but hitting any sort of hill feels like going backwards. You can only go so slow before you tip over, and I can't ride with anyone. Thank you so much. So I just love that imagery of Mel seeing you, Dimity, getting ice cream, recognizing you, and then yelling (laughs) out the window (laughs) of her minivan. (laughs) Yes, I totally remember this night. So it was a a trip we took with another family up to Glacier last summer. And um, and I think I wrote about this on the blog. This was probably after I had already completely embarrassed myself in front of another mother runner who was staying at this little campsite thing that we were staying at. Um, oh, yeah. So do you remember this, Sarah? Yes, I was, I do. <laughs> uh, you know, as, as with every family traveling, sometimes, you know, people get under each other's skin and there's always that like one thing that especially the siblings like poke at each other with. Oh, yes. happened, happened to be um, Amelia's hammock, which she had just gotten for her birthday, her little portable hammock thing. Uh-huh. And, um, and Ben wanted to use it and Amelia kept saying no and Ben kept bugging and Amelia kept saying no. And finally, I just... I won't do it right now because you guys will like, pull your headphones out. But I just screamed at them. I was like, stop talking about the stupid hammock um, while we were down at the picnic tables, like making our dinner. Uh-huh. Um, and like, you know, and there weren't a lot of people around. There was maybe one or two other families. Well, it turned out one of those two other families was um, somebody who knew, recognized me from um, AMR. It's like a TMZ, the paparazzi is always <laughs> exactly. around, Timothy. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta be on your best behavior. Always have your mascara on. Yes, yes. So, um, so anyway, so it was funny. We had a laugh and she was like, oh, I was glad I'm not the only one that's been yelling at my kids and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I was a little like, had a little like, like, you know, minor PTSD about like the AMR crowd. I'm like, okay, what else have I done wrong <laughs> in my parenting skills? But anyway, Mel, yes, it was, it, I, you live in a beautiful, beautiful part of the country up um, in your, uh, 
Glacier and, um, oh my gosh, just, I could have stayed there for, for many, many weeks. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 So, um, so I've done running by heart rate, but Dim, you're the expert, um, times two on this one, you know, way more about training by heart rate and you're a cyclist. So this like <laughs> question is tailor-made for you. So well, take it I, away. Should I talk some more? <laughs> yeah, um, please. Yeah. I mean, so heart rate, you know, as if you don't, if you haven't ever trained by heart rate, or if this is a new concept to you, heart rate basically takes your physical and physiological situation and gives you very individual zones so that you can build yourself up appropriately in a cardiovascular way so that Mm -hmm. you're not like going back to, you know, those 800s, you're not running that 800 pace all the time and really risking injury and burning yourself out instead, Mm -hmm. you know, and your heart rate, Sarah might be, your max heart rate might be 195 and mine might be 175 and you adjust the zones off of that. And it's not Mm -hmm. like, Sarah, you are, you know, 20 beats better than I am. You know, mm-hmm. this just, it's a very individual thing. And that's why it's so great is because, you know, that means that Sarah's aerobic zone is going to be higher than mine. Um, so, you know, if I went to try to run in Sarah's zone, I would be running a lot harder mm-hmm. than she would be, if that makes right. sense. Right, right. And that wouldn't be the thing you're supposed to do because each workout is very much stay in this zone, um, you know, don't, ex- you know, and, and I know in all our, training by heart rate programs, it will say, you know, and if this means that you walk during it, then, then so be it. And so I think that, I think that goes to Mel's question of, you know, that she's particularly, like she says, going uphill. I can remember so many times you start pedaling so slowly. You're like, I am going to just fall over here and that's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are definitely, and especially in the steepness of the heels, hill sometimes, you know, you like, even if you wanted to bring your heart rate down, you just can't like, you have to just keep going, Mm -hmm. going, going, going. So a couple of things about uh, translating your running to biking heart rate um, because you're sitting down when you're cycling most of the time and cycling has a little bit more of a strength component mm. to it than running does. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more built that way as far as leg strength. Uh-huh. Um, your, your heart rate, and this is going to vary by individual. This is not a hard and fast rule, but anywhere from seven to 10 to 12 beats lower. So, oh. Um, so if your zone, say your aerobic zone for running was just easy, like 145 to 155 mm-hmm. in cycling, chances are if you did a max heart rate test on your bike, it would be 135 to 145 or somewhere mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that general neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, so, and you're going to have to, you know, you can do those, you can, you can get those zones one of two ways. You can take that estimate. I just said seven to 12 beats and just kind of find yourself with it, or you can do, um, you know, the FTP test, which um, you need, you know, some guidance on that. Um, but that's like a max heart rate test as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did, yeah. So so I was wondering, listening to this question, if um, if riding on a stationary bike is the way to start training by heart rate before heading outdoors, because I know, well, it seems to me, Dim, that when you ride indoors, um, you perhaps pay more attention or maybe yeah. that's just oh, my yeah. impression so- that I get. No, yeah, you do. I mean, so it's it's so the thing that's hard about riding outdoors is your heart rate is going to fluctuate with the terrain, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can't control that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, right. um, so like you know, like um, Mel was saying, like climbing, or like you know, when I was in my race in Boulder and, and descending, you know, I can't keep my heart rate up, even if mm-hmm. I'm working mm-hmm. as hard as I possibly can. Sure. It's going to drop because of gravity, and yeah. so, um. 
So, you know, it's not quite as clean because running, you can, you know, self-regulate a little bit better just by slowing a little bit or speeding a little bit or mm-hmm. taking a or, walk break. Yeah. Or just turn, if you see a hill coming, you can be like, well, I'm just going to backtrack and go, you know, go, go back where I came from, where it's flat. That sort yeah. of thing. You know, yeah. and it seems, that seems a little ridiculous on a bike because you're covering so much more distance. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so go, riding inside is a great way to kind of figure out your zones. And if you really want to um, stay in a specific zone or mm-hmm. aim for a specific zone, I feel like that's a lot easier and safer. I mean, you don't get to go downhill when you're inside, you're pedaling all the time, you know, which is why inside, you know, the trainer is a little bit more efficient workout because you're not dealing with downhills. You're not dealing with stop signs or cars or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Or wind. wind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so you can definitely do that. Um, And then, you know, out on the road, I would just say it's just, it's just harder to, you know, I'm getting better at watching my heart rate zones and trying to push myself. I mean, trying to get mm. into the higher zones is yeah. is more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being in like the aerobic, you know, one and two, I can do that easily. But if I'm only supposed to go 15 minutes in zone three to four, which is high, you know, mm-hmm. I need to be, first of all, um, on terrain that doesn't, um, you know, doesn't go up and down too much. Mm-hmm. I need to be in a safe spot. And that's yeah. the biggest yeah. thing is... You know, there are certain bike paths here or roads that the bike, you know, that cyclists ride a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. comfortable kind of putting my head down and really working on those. But um, and and they're they're fluid. There aren't a lot of stop signs and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. traffic lights and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's also I don't know, you know, the more that you concentrate on working hard, the less you concentrate on your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 There's just so many variables out outdoors. So so I think maybe starting indoors or, you know, really going to, a, as you say, a bike path or, you know, a really um, low used, uh, not very uh, crowded road might be the yeah. way to go. Yeah, yeah. Flat road. Yeah. Flat straight road. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's a good, it's a very efficient way to train. And it's the same, especially if you want to get better at cycling, you know, it's, a, it's got the same proponents as, as heart rate does, right. You, mm-hmm. you start with that nice big base and, or I mean, that running does um, by mm-hmm. heart rate, you, know, you start with that nice big base and then you, you build it up um, mm-hmm. as a small pyramid. Although mm-hmm. I will say that you can work a little bit harder on the bike with fewer consequences because of um, you don't risk as much injury wise because mm-hmm. there's no pounding. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. All right. All right. Well, this is Barb who's having a bit of an identity crisis. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Dimity. This is Barb calling from Portland, Oregon. I have been a very long time listener to you two and all of AMR, and I have actually have posed a few questions in the past. This question is short, and I'm asking, since pandemic started a year ago, I'm not running much. I could say maybe 10 times in the past year. Am I still able to call myself a runner? Or at 55, have I hung up my running shoes and now I'm just a walker? Um, I enjoy my running, but I just have not been able to click that switch back on since I stopped last spring, or actually last summer. So it's been about a year. Um, Anyway, just wanting to know if I end up turning, am I just a runner now? Or a walker now, or can I still call myself a runner, even though I'm not pounding the pavement? Thanks. Bye bye. 
So Barb, it was great to hear your voice. Uh, I know you're here in Portland and uh, we certainly know what a dedicated member of our community you are and also what an accomplished runner you are with numerous marathons under your belt. I know you've done Boston um, at least twice in your fifties. You mentioned you're 55. So you've been to Boston twice in this half a century, half a decade, I should say. And um, I love a good philosophical question. So I jumped on the chance to bandy this about with you, Dimity. Well, yeah, I'm curious, Sarah, what's your, what's your, what's your first uh, reaction to Barb's question? Well, so my overwhelming thought is that the entire pandemic gets a massive asterisk, whether yeah. it's uh, with workouts, with cooking dinner, you know, doing volunteer work, reading books, I don't know, cleaning dust bunnies, you know, whatever, like you get a, get a hall, a big old hall pass on, on those things. So, but Barb, you know, uh, you know, Dim, I know you don't get to listen to the, um, to the questions, but you know, when I listen to it, I can still hear the love of running in Barb's voice. So I suspect that Barb will return to running once life calms down. So, so for now, worry less about labels and just enjoy forward motion being outdoors. You know, it's not raining. So just, you know, just enjoy being out there and moving your body. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. And yeah, I mean, yes, if you need to, if, if it, having a label is important, yes, you can still call yourself a runner. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you've put in millions and millions of miles or maybe millions is a little dramatic, but you know what, <laughs> let's just pump her up a little bit. Right. And um, she's run to the moon and back and maybe yeah, around a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, you put in the notes here, Sarah, do you still call yourself a runner? And I asking me that, and I, um, I do to a degree. I mean, I, I like to just, I like the more generic umbrella term of athlete right now, athlete. to be honest, uh-huh. yes. you know, uh-huh. like I, that feels, one. it feels like that, you know, that means it gives a little bit more leeway. And honestly, like I'm not asked that much, you know, but if it helps to, you know, define yourself, Barb, absolutely. Like you're still a runner and it, you know, I imagine that she still will get back out there and maybe, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. Like maybe you just need a, a change of, you know, change something up a little bit. Maybe just go run on, I know you guys have awesome trails, like go mm-hmm. try a mile or two on a trail just to see if that feels different. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I know she's not looking to for motivation tips. It sounds like she's absolutely satisfied. But if, if she wants to be like, oh, I'm wondering how to crack back in there. Like, don't just pick up where you left off. Give it a new dimension, a new perspective somehow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to, um, to kind of make it feel fresh. Yeah. And maybe also share hearing you say that maybe share her experience, her wisdom, her motivation, her enthusiasm from years gone by with a newer runner. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, yeah. Trisha, my, um, running buddy these days, she, uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful person and a very giving person. And she will run with anyone who asks her. And so, she, you know, and she has a fairly flexible schedule. So, you know, she'll be telling me about this one woman that she ran with on Sunday at this slower pace because this person's a newer runner. And then, you know, and then she'll do, you know, her friend who's training with the marathon and needs to do some recovery miles as a faster runner, you know, she'll meet up with her and finish that part of her run with her or something, you know? So, so just, and, and I can tell that Trisha draws energy and enthusiasm from those people. So Barb, you know, that, that could be something, I mean, there's such a strong running community and, and ethos even here in Oregon. So it's not too hard to find somebody to run with and that you can, 
give and ultimately when you know when you give something to someone there, there is something that you gain back from that and uh you know that might fuel re- reignite that um love of running that you once had there you go that's a great great idea sbs good good on the fly thought of it uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right we're looking for some more questions these were great ones thanks you guys for continuing to uh to give us stuff to talk about and to um to bring in your own voices here because we love to hear them Mm -hmm. even if I don't directly hear them. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're looking for questions. Call us at 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Of course, leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your minute minute to a message or less, or keep your message to a minute or less. Yes, yes. And I should say that you typically do not hear the questions, but I so loved Mel's comment about talking about the ice cream that I recorded as a voice memo and then texted it to you. So you, that maybe was the first one that you actually ever heard before the show. I loved it. And I absolutely, we were standing outside that, um, the ice cream shop that had that great mural on it. It has a bear mural on it, actually, Uh which I remember. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this show or our other two podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a brief review wherever you listen to podcasts. It truly helps other folks find our shows and we really appreciate your help spreading the love. Thank you. You know what I heard? Uh, I started uh, listening to Dr. Death. Do you listen to that, Sarah? I did listen. I gave up on it. Yeah. 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 It's a good, uh, it's a good one for the bike uh, inside. <laughs> keeps, keeps has got us, but she says, um, tell two friends about it at the end. Oh, so very good. Yeah. Maybe tell two friends and we won't have to come after you with our scalpel. <laughs> anyway, uh, keep the questions coming because we're here with answers.